This is Rights, Rots and Rants. Welcome, Richard. Hello. Right. Thank you for inviting me. Um, so in the studio now we have Dr Richard Marshall, who is the Blue Mountains candidate for Sustainability Australia Party. Thank you very much for coming Welcome. in, Richard. Thanks, Richard, for coming in. Thank you. Good. I hope the traffic wasn't too bad. Uh, there was there was a, a slight mishap on the way, but because, <laughs> uh, but uh, really crossing the street in Katoomba was the main issue. <laughs> <laughs> I know Friday's pretty. I mean, Friday's Fri- pretty. Friday tough. afternoon peak hour. Everybody I go right in front of the building. My wife lets me out, and. <laughs> Now I have to get across the street, <laughs> and there wasn't there's not actually any crosswalks or anything, anything no. over there. Right. Anyway, hang so, on here. So you've done well. No, no, thank you very much for coming in. Now, now, firstly, Richard, um, tell us, what, what, what is Sustainability Australia well, it's Party? A, it's a Sustainable Australia Party, um, and we have three main uh, 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 planks to our, our platform. It's... Uh, to protect our environment, uh, stop overdevelopment, and uh, um, stop corruption. And yeah. it's all, of course, interrelated because it's the corruption that's causing yeah. the overdevelopment and the most catastrophic environmental, environmentally damaging projects inevitably involve a high level of corruption. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's right. How long, uh, when did the party start? Well, the um, party's been around a long time. Uh, I don't, I'm not actually sure of the founding date of the party. No, I but, think... But, but it's been around, it's, it's over 10 years. It started as the um, Sustainable Population Party, I believe. That may be the case. It came I, out of that. To, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the history thing on the... On the, on hmm. the, on the uh, the party's website. That's all right. But that, um, it goes so far back. I mean, I mean, Dick Smith was originally heavily involved and still is, perhaps. Um, yep. It's got much bigger, and it's across. It, we are a federal part of a federal party. We have uh, uh, branches in every state, and we've run in elections in every state, and we uh, we put we have put up candidates federally. So it's a, it's a, it's, yep. it yeah. used to be a micro party. It is now what you call a small party. A small party. So now, now it's growing. So you said candidates in every state in lower and upper house. Yes. Yeah. So how many um, candidates are you running at the moment in New South Wales? That number is still increasing, I believe, but we have at least 88 in the lower house. Right. Yeah, and of course, and then we have the, the Senate candidates. Yeah, yeah, and um, of, course, of course, I mean, we're, we live in a in a um, you know the one of the most pristine areas, or potentially uh, pristine areas in you know in the in the state. Uh, what what sort of environmental sort of issues do you see facing uh, the government at the moment or the state? Well, they you know. Clearly, they're proposing some. There's still there's always the push for uh, from developers yep. to allow continued uh, unbridled immigration. Yep. Um, so the immigration numbers are now uh, been many times higher than they had traditionally had been. Yep. 
I mean, we're not against uh, immigrants or immigration. We're just in, we, but we do believe they should be have controls like Australia traditionally had, where the numbers were about seventy thousand a year thereabouts, mm-hmm. not where it goes into you know you get a half million in one year yep. migrants. I mean that uh, that's going to overburden everything, all yeah. the infrastructure. You, know, you can't even build it that fast. No. Um, The, the there's the constant push in in the mountains for uh, overdevelopment yes. and environmentally damaging projects. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm active with multiple environmental groups on multiple campaigns, um, yeah. and have been for a long time. So, would you be against your party? Would you be against the the tunnel? Not the tunnel per se. Mm-hmm. What we uh, uh, don't like is the we we, we advocate a um, moving freight to, to rail. Yeah, and and the whole the whole uh, thing with the road expansion, it's it's being driven by a trucking lobby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so we really advocate. Uh, a move to, to move to rail, and the other the other thing about rail is we uh, and the Sustainable Australia Party is we are against waste, mm. and we often see gratuitous waste. Okay, now yeah. the most efficient ways of transporting things, rail is like right behind barges in energy efficiency in mm. transporting amounts of mass yeah. to one place to the other. You know the the, the trucks. They use fossil fuel, and they're polluting. But the other thing about fossil fuels is what people keep forgetting somehow is that they're fossils. Once they're depleted, they're gone forever. They do not replenish on human timescales. No, that's right. And interestingly enough, a a very large uh, trucking company, I think Scott's, just went into receivership and uh, as a result of this uh, sort of interested to find out that a lot of other trucking companies are now finding uh, you know uh, well labor shortages are there allegedly uh, the, the cost of transport uh, is becoming uh, not sustainable and, and so you're saying that that more freight should go back well go on to rail, onto rail. Yep. Yes, because rail can be powered, well, it can be powered electrically, for which there's multiple sources. Yep. Um, if you really get desperate, you can use coal directly. That has happened. Yep. Um, but fossil fuels are fossil, and they're running out. Yep. Petroleum, we hit peak petroleum approximately 10 years ago. Now we're on the shoulder. There's a thing called a Hubble curve that that's worth looking up. Uh, that, and that was that was from a shell oil geologist. Mm, Actually, yeah. I studied under him when I was uh, uh, much much younger. <laughs> um, but you know, he showed how eventually the the oil fields would be depleted. There's yeah. a depletion curve, and now we're right. We've hit peak oil about ten years ago, mm-hmm. and now we're on the shoulder, and it's going to precipitously decline, and the mm-hmm. price, of course, is going to precipitously rise. And the other thing about petroleum, it's an essential feedstock for a lot of other things like plastics, drugs, chemicals. You don't want to be just burning it. That, mm. that, that is effectively waste. You want to minimize the amount you need to burn. Mm. And the same is true of coal. Coal is also running out. 
you know, 20 years ago, they used to say, oh, we have 300 years supply of coal. Well, actually, no, you don't. Mm. The, the energy-positive coal that you can extract, which means it, it takes it, – it, energy-positive means the energy you put into retrieving the resource yeah. is not – exceeds the energy you put into getting mm. – I mean, let me reword that <laughs> – but, I mean, it sounds sensible what you're saying, and, 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 it, and it's logical. How do you get your message over? How, do you, how are you proposing that your, your party, your political group, how are they going to get this message over in a way that people can understand uh, when, you know, mainstream media uh, possibly, you know, aren't all that interested? They're, they're into other things, as it were, aren't they? Yeah, well, the, the, fos- the fossil fuel industry has always been a big advertiser. I yep. mean, you look at all that was dependent on fossil fuels, um, and so the media has largely been captured by fossil fuels. The government's been captured by fossil fuels, too, because they started subsidizing fossil fuels, mm-hmm. and they tend to increase fossil fuels as the fossil fuel price goes up. And then you get it. That's, a, that's an evil loop to get in on. Yeah. 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 Um, thanks. Richard, uh, yeah, your your background is a as an engineer and a scientist. Um, is that is correct, isn't it? That's correct. Yeah, uh, and I I like how your your website says um, Sustainability Australia Party, uh, and the slogan is Independent Community Movement with Science and Evidence Based Policy. Yes, we like to see evidence. Yeah, so it has to be measurements, proof. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's good. So I, I was going to ask you, I'd like to ask you now about carbon credits, so-called. Um, the federal government has proposed um, ACCUs, Australian Carbon Credit Unit, Units. Um, what do you think of the, well, the, the, the theory of it? Um, and will, will they, would they be any use, do you think? As in- it's a shell game and they found another way of subsidising the fossil fuel industry. The uh, particularly the petroleum industry. It is normal in a process of when you have oil wells, uh, petroleum fields uh, that are depleting, um, to in okay, petro- petroleum field will have oil that you normally associate with oil. You know, have this thinner stuff called condensate, which is kind of like gasoline. And then, then you have various forms of natural gas, and you get a lot of carbon dioxide. And, and the, the deeper fields, which is the only ones they're pretty much extracting from now, have a lot of carbon dioxide. Yeah. So what they do is, as part of tertiary recovery, is the carbon dioxide comes up with sometimes some natural gas. You separate out the natural gas, and then you take the carbon dioxide and you re-inject it in other locations and try to force squeeze the oil out from wells around the periphery that have already been depleted. But then you start pushing carbon dioxide in, and you try to push the oil up out of the well. But you see what you what by giving carbon credits for carbon injected back into the ground, you're just subsidizing the the petroleum company again. Yeah, this is something that's that would be their part of their normal process. Yep. Right. This. Well, that's been the criticism, hasn't it? So you wouldn't be in favour of, of those um, as a solution to 
climate problems. No, it encourages more yes. petroleum production. It's part of producing petroleum. And then you're subsidizing the production of squeezing out the last bit of petroleum, often almost in an energy-negative fashion. Would you... Are you advocating the closing or the not opening any more gas uh, fracking or any any further exploration for coal? Uh, would your party be opposing any further uh, expansion, and, and or do you, are you out just to close? Would you be closing them down? Well, you've you've got a, a few things together in there, yeah, um, which I address, which is. So I'm not actually. There's no like firm. I'll just continue against waste. Yeah. Okay. There's two types of fracking. There's fracking that's normally used in the petroleum industry when you have what's called a tight formation, and you crack it. You try to make the petroleum and gas uh, flow more readily. Mm-hmm. In in those type of gas fields. The gas fields are often quite large, um, and if it's a tight formation, it's often quite deep. Uh, All those big fields, they're known where they are, by the way. There's no need to do so-called further exploration. You're not going to find any more. The whole world has been imaged to, I mean, except maybe for Antarctica, has been imaged to death. Mm -hmm. Um, And and certainly no semi-habitable place has, are there any large petroleum fields hiding so they can stop talking about, oh, we're going to do explore here and explore there. Well, no, no, it's been explored. Everything's been explored. It's been imaged down to, normally down to just, a, you know, the better than 100-meter resolutions. And at those depths, things better be really big to be economical to extract mm-hmm. or energy positive to extract. Again, energy positive means you need to get more energy out of the stuff than you put into getting it. Yep. Uh, otherwise, you're just, like you. Then you're just uh, just losing money. But do you think that uh, we're at a stage now where the tipping point with renewables, where you could uh, increase the phasing out of fossil fuels? Fossil fuels are phasing out by themselves. Mm-hmm. What's happening is is economic distortions. Now, there's another type of fracking where they do for the coal seam gas. That's kind of based on a fraud because they sell it. Say they they're selling that to the financial community as a gas well, like it's petroleum. Now, petroleum gas well, when you frack it, uh, tight formation, usually gives you about twenty, thirty years of production. Um, when you frack a coal seam, you only get about two years of production, and then it's dead. It doesn't pay. It's energy negative again. Yeah. Uh- it just pollutes everything, but the government subsidizes the destruction of the environment, in effect. Right. Um, thanks, Richard. We'll, we'll stop for a song and a bit of a breather. Very, very interesting. You're listening to uh, Richard, Dr. Richard Marshall, who's the candidate for the Sustainability Australia Party, Blue Mountains. This is Rights, Rorts and Rants on RBM 89.1 FM, streaming live on www.rbm.org.au. And in the studio we have Dr Richard Marshall, who's the candidate for Sustainability Australia Party. So welcome back to our show. Richard, it's very interesting having you on. Now we've got a few more questions. Uh, At the Candidates Forum at Lawson on Saturday, 
you've mentioned a few very interesting things. One of them that I picked up on that no one has ever said was about Warragamba Dam and the, the science, the engineering aspect of raising it. Can you tell our listeners what that was? Yeah, well, back then, um, you know, they didn't uh, care about the environment. And they basically built uh, Warangama Dam as tall as it could be built um, um, without um, having excessive risk of uh, failure. Yeah. They, they, did, they, they knew about, you know, this area is somewhat seismically active. We have some minor earthquakes occasionally. You, you know, they, they had to leave in a certain amount of safety factor, so they built the dam as tall as it could be so that the underlying uh, strata of bedrock uh, could support it. So, therefore, the plan to raise the dam is just not engineeringly viable? It would result in putting the increasing, uh, and depending how much, um, the odds of the dam failing to, I would think, unacceptably high. And, of course, if you have a combination of a you know, flooding event and then the least earthquake, then you have the probability of the dam failing and dumping more than the contents of the Sydney Harbor into the uh, Sydney mm-hmm. Basin in just a few minutes would be, you know, Catastrophic. catastrophically yeah. high. Yeah, no, thank you, Richard. That's a, an interesting yeah. angle because uh, so far all the candidates we've interviewed have been, um, you know, against the raising of the dam. Mm. It's general consensus yeah. here in the mountains. Now, Peter, you've got a question. Well, it was just uh, the other element, one of the, the third element in your uh, party's uh, platform is around a- anti-corruption and, and uh, integrity within... Uh, would you explain what your thinking is at the moment in relation to the current New South Wales ICAC. Well, the guys on that are members of ICAC um, are, are, are competent and they're uh, well-intentioned um, and, and they're, they're for real, they're good. But the problem is they're terribly, I mean severely, terribly under-resourced. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just do not have the resources to pursue the number of uh, cases that are solid they're presented to them they can only go after uh investigate a few you know a few things at once yes. and then they've completely used up their their entire staff mm-hmm. so what would you what's your party suggesting at the moment in terms of uh f- greater funding giving it a broader uh, sort of remit or how what's your position well, first, yeah, first of all, you know, far more resourcing, and it also would save the government a huge amount of money. The money saved could more than compensate for the, the money spent on resourcing it better. Yeah. And they probably should have a, a greater remit, almost a powers of prosecution. Mm-hmm. They should be able to not have to turn, uh, turn it over to a separate prosecutor, but because right now all they can do is gather evidence and then turn it over. Uh, maybe that that should be expanded, that they can eventually start going as that agency in the prosecution phase. But that would be something for the people who have much more knowledge of law to investigate um, than I do. Mm. All right, thank you. All right, and our last question was something the listeners might be wondering about. 
Will you be giving preferences on your how to vote cards? No, the uh, Sustainable Australia Party um, does not presently uh, uh, do preferences. Uh, we do, however, advocate that people investigate every party and then they number every box on their ballots, both upper and lower house. Right. Okay. That's great. We're going to have to finish up, Richard, I'm afraid, because we have to go to the news at 5 o'clock. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Richard. Thank and you. And we have the Conservation Society coming in. Mm. It's been fascinating, and I'm sure our listeners mm. have enjoyed hearing about the Sustainability Australia Party, and they can look it up and find out more. Yeah. Are you planning any, any public meetings, uh, Richard? We usually attend other environmental groups, right. uh, and uh, put events, your yeah. There. So we're yeah. usually there. Okay, thank you. So you've got not there aren't any uh, any ad, uh, events happening that you can tell the listeners about and that, that, where they could meet you. Not or? not that not not that I'm aware of at this time. Okay. Uh, check the Sustainable Australia Party website, which is easily looked up. It's yeah. just sustainableaustralia.org.au. Uh, okay. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thanks. For Thanks that. very thank much, much for coming, in, Richard. Me. And I hope you have a, a good, safe trip back down the hill. Yeah. Um, so far, there's no traffic incidents that I can see. But thank you very much. It's been good thank of you. you to come. Thank you. We wish, you wish you well. Thanks, Richard.